Good morning. Good morning to you all. My name is Reverend Marisol Caballero, and this is Diego. He's going to help me lead the service today. In case you didn't notice, we have animals today. Today is our annual Blessing of the Animals service. We here come from a long line of, of I think, smart folks that say that each of us has a little light inside. And that little light is a, a piece, a spark of the divine, a piece of the universe that connects us all. So we like to start every Sunday service by greeting the holy in the room here with us by saying hi and how are you to your neighbors. Go ahead and do that now. If you look in your orders of service, we have words we say together every week that we light our chalice by. And please join me in those. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. The call to worship are words by Reverend Gary Kowalski. We give thanks for the earth and its creatures, and we are grateful from A to Z. For alligators, apricots, acorns, and apple trees. For bumblebees, bananas, blueberries, and beagles. Coconuts, crawdads, cornfields, and coffee. Daisies, elephants, and flying fish. For groundhogs, glaciers, and grasslands. Hippos and hazelnuts, icicles and iguanas. For juniper, jackrabbits, and june bugs. Kudzu and kangaroos lightning bugs and licorice, for mountains and milkweed and mistletoe, norwals and asturgeons, otters and ocelots, for peonies, persimmons and polar bears, quahogs and queen anne's lace, for raspberries and roses, salmon and sassafras, tornadoes and tulip wood, urchins and valleys and waterfalls, for X the unknown, the mystery of it all, and every yak and yam. We are grateful, good earth. Not least of all, for zinnias, zucchini, and zebras, and for the alphabet of wonderful things that are as simple as ABC. Every week we get together and looking at our dogs, we can tell we are all very different. And some of us even have cats. And some of us even have toy animals with us. And some of us even have Wookiees. So, <laughs> so that just goes to show we're a lot of different people. And we believe a lot of different things. But what do we all believe in common? Well... Tons of stuff, right? We have our seven principles and all kinds of different values we share. And we share our mission statement. So let's all say it together. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. At this time, I typically welcome the young and the young at heart up to hear a story. But guess what? Today we're all young at heart. <laughs> so let's go ahead and stay where you are. And I'll tell you all a story, even the dogs.
and Diego's going to help me. Um, and you all are going to have to help me too, okay? I'll let you know when. This is a story called Thankful Dogs by Naomi King. Once there was and once there was not a family of dogs. Like many dog families, there were dogs that had wandered off the street and dogs with fine pedigrees and dogs from the shelter and dogs who had been born into the family. And they ran together. They played together. They tumbled together in great furry masses of tails and snouts and paws. And they loved each other very much, even if sometimes they growled at one another, even if sometimes they worried about enough biscuits from the tin on the counter, even if some dog didn't feel good and snapped at another dog. They loved each other very much. Each night, as the moon rose, the family of dogs went outside and sat in a great circle on the soft grass and watched the moon rise. And, and they looked into each other's eyes, and they wagged their tails, because it was a doggy thing to do. And then, when the moon was a dog's tail above the horizon, the eldest dog would howl loudly at the moon. That's right. And what do you think that dog was howling about? That, that eldest dog, he was telling the other dogs and the moon that the whole, and the whole wide world what he was thankful for. He was howling, but he was also praying. He was praying, thank you for this day. Thank you for the running and the jumping. Thank you for the biscuits and the tasty treats. His ears perked up for that word. Thank you, little brown dog, for nosing the ball my way. Thanks for being able to sing. Thanks for this and thanks for everything. Then the youngest dog would point her nose to the moon and she would begin to pray. And she was saying, thank you, wonderful sun that warmed my back. And thank you, fragrant flowers so sweet. And thank you, pack of dogs for wiggly dances. And thank you, ringing ice cream truck. And thank you for this and all my luck. And then one dog after another would join in the prayers, saying their thanks until they were all singing together at the moon. But they saved the best for last and howled together. Thank you, mother. Thank you, father. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Thank you, neighbor. And thank you, friend. Thank you, stranger. And thank you, world. We share our thanks for every being, whether near or far, no matter who, no matter where, no matter what you are. Thanks. They did this no matter, no matter what the weather outside, no matter how many or how few the family was home, no matter how they felt. The dog family gathered together each and every night to greet the moon and share their howly prayer. So let's share their circle of gratitude. I'm going to say the words, and you guys need to help me by translating them into howls. Can we do this? Okay. Thank you, Mother, and thank you, Father. 
Thank you, sister, and thank you, brother. Thank you, neighbor, and thank you, friend. Thank you, stranger, and thank you, world. We share our thanks for every being, no matter where they are, near or far. No matter who, no matter where, no matter what you are, thanks. (laughs) And now we're going to pray like humans. So let's show the doggies they taught us how to pray. Let's teach them how we do it. Try to sit as still as you can in a comfortable spot. Let's take some deep breaths together as a church family. We quiet our bodies. We quiet our hands. Our legs, our arms, we quiet our mouths. You can even close your eyes. Let's try to breathe again. And we think things together. We think good things, hopes and wishes from our heart, things we want to happen, things we want to help happen. These words are by Thomas Rhodes. You birds of the air, hawk, sparrow, and laughing jay, you embody freedom itself. Delight us with your song. Astound us with feats of migration. Grant us your perspective, for too often our horizon is limited, and we are blind to the full results of your actions. You worms of the earth, Ants, beetles, spiders, and centipedes. You are the essential but oft-forgotten strand in nature's web. Through you, the cycle is complete. Through you, new life arises from old. Remind us of our humility, for the wheel of life does not turn around us. We are not the axle, but merely spokes. No less than unseen, unknown, and shunned companions such as yourselves. You creatures of the field and, and wood and field, marsh and desert, bear and bison, skunk and squirrel, weasel and wolf, too often have we sacrificed your homes in the name of progress, clear-cutting the forest to fill our desire or covering the earth with tarmac, cement, and suburban lawns. Pray that we may remember that the earth was not given for our needs alone, and what we do to you, we eventually do to ourselves. And you, animals of the farm, horse and cow, pig and fowl, willingly or not, you give your very lives for us, your milk for our nourishment, your flesh for our sustenance. Yet too often we forget that the meat on our table was once as alive as we are. Forgive our willful ignorance and remind us to constantly give thanks for your sacrifice. 
and you, dearest companions in our lives, dogs and cats, hamsters and goldfish, you who are with us today, and you who always be present in our memories. You have enriched our lives in so many ways, enduring our shortcomings with calm acceptance. You taught us something of our humanity. You taught us how to love. May we hold you in our hearts throughout the days of our lives. Amen. And during our musical silent meditation, silent for us, not for the musicians, we're going to have a chance to think about those animals that have meant something for us. Or maybe you have another joy or concern, something you're mourning or celebrating that you're holding in your heart. And light a candle with that in your mind. And that flame can create a little bit of smoke that goes up into the air that we're all sharing together in this room. And we're all breathing a little bit of your joy and your sorrow or your memory or your thanks for your animal friends so that you don't have to leave doing that alone. We're with you in all your joys and all your sorrows. May it be so. Amen. How many of you have had a friend who wasn't a human? I think a lot of us have had animal friends. And if you were thinking of something that wasn't an animal, well, good for you. <laughs> we have all kinds of friends. Rocks, extraterrestrials, I don't know. Um, but so many of us rely on animals. I know I do. Sometimes we need animals to help us get around. Sometimes we need animals to be our eyes or our hands or our noses or our intuition. So for all our animal friends, we hear some really amazing stories about connection We've heard of these amazing connections between humans and their animals. I heard of, uh, of this British man that worked with, um, with orphaned gorillas in the UK. He was in England, and he uh, helped one gorilla in particular, whose name was Queeby. And Queeby was just a tiny little infant when uh, Damien Aspinall got him in his gorilla sanctuary in England, and he raised him from just a tiny baby, and then he got so big that he had to take him back to Africa and release him into the jungle so he could be a wild gorilla. And it was such a success that five years later, when when Damien Aspinall was in Africa, he said, well, I want to go and see this gorilla. And the folks at that area sanctuary, they said, no, 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 because Queeby won't remember you. Queeby has become such a wild gorilla that he won't come close to us. When our boats go in the, in the river and he's by the banks, he'll run away. He's scared of you, and if you come close, he might even attack you because he's turned into a real wild gorilla. And Damien said, 
okay, but I just want to try. I just want to see. And so they went out in the boat, and it had been five years. So they put Quibi out there when he was five years old, and now he was 10 years old. And he had many wives and many babies and all kinds of stuff. He had a whole community out there in the jungle. But Damien wanted to see. So he got in the boat, and he was going past and motoring past, and, and he started doing the, the call that, that Queeby knew when he was a, a baby. And where are you? Where are you? Or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, a big adult gorilla appeared on the banks and looked right at him. And he came running from out of the jungle and just stayed right where he was and just looked at this man who had been his daddy. And so he said, let me get closer. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. Just look from here. He's a wild animal. He'll get you. And he said, no, I want to try. He remembers me. He does. So they they parked the boat, and he came out, and Queeby just went right up to him with his big gorilla hands and put forehead to forehead. And he just stared into his eyes, and he sat him down, and, and, they, and he wanted to play, and he hugged him, and he wouldn't let him go. He was wearing him like a backpack, Damien was, because he wouldn't, he's this big gorilla. And he, he called to his wives and to his kids to come out of the jungle and meet his daddy. And, and he, wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. And finally, they, they distracted him with a treat or something, and then they all got in the boat and went away because he needed to go. It was getting dark. So when Damien got back to where he was camping further down river, he noticed that as the boat was going, Queeby was, was swimming and wading and getting on the branches and following the boat. And all night, he stayed on the other side of the river from, his, from Damien's camp. And he howled and he cried and he, he wanted his daddy back. So there's a real connection between animals and humans that sometimes we can't explain. And so today, we're going to bless our animals and because they, they bless us all the time. And why are we blessing? A lot of people think that blessings are magical words that, you know, like hocus pocus and something good happens. That's not really what it is. And so therefore, a lot of Unitarian Universalists don't know why we bless at all. There's a a funny story I heard about this. And there was a man who saved up all his life. And then when he started losing his hair, he went out and bought a Lamborghini. You know, these things happen. And, uh, (laughs) And he decided, you know what? I want, this is my baby. I love this car. And I don't want anything bad to ever happen to it. So I'm gonna go to the Catholic priest and have him bless it. So he goes and he knocks on the rectory door and he says, Father, can you bless my Lamborghini? And he said, he, he said, sure, son, but what is a Lamborghini? And he said, I'm sorry, Father, you don't understand. It's okay. So he left and he said, let me try a Jewish synagogue. And so he went and he knocked on the, the, the temple door and he said, Rabbi, would you please say a blessing over my Lamborghini? And the rabbi said, of course, I'd be happy to, but what's a Lamborghini? And he said, you, never mind, 
you can't do this. And so he went to the Unitarian Universalist Church. And he found the minister there. And he, he asked her, he said, Reverend, can you bless, say a blessing for my Lamborghini? And she said, oh, of course I would. I would love one of my own. I mean, oh, my goodness. I can't wait to see it. But what's a blessing? <laughs> so it's... <laughs> I know it was bad. So, <laughs> so it's not a magical spell. It's a way that we show our love and it's a way that we can say thank you in a very sweet way. A, it, we take the time to say it out loud. We say what's important to us in a blessing. So you're going to, I'm going to bless Diego and you're going to bless all your animals because they bless us back. Diego's going to hug me like this, I think. That's right. He is going to sit right here. You can hug your, your animals. You can, um, you can put a hand on them. You can just give them a pet, but make sure you're touching them or at least looking at them when you say this, but touching is better. And if you're not holding an animal, if you didn't bring one, then please close your eyes and get in your mind's eye an image of an animal that really touched your heart at some point in your life. Maybe an animal that is no longer with us, or maybe an animal that's at home right now. And we're going to say our animal's name, and you're going to repeat each line after me, okay? To, say it to your animal. So I'm going to say... Diego, for example, but you're not going to say Diego. You're going to say your animal's name. Diego, thank you for blessing me with the gift of your friendship. You always know how to make me laugh and cheer me up when I'm sad. I'm glad that you give me your love. And I promise I will take care of you in return. I will feed you, play with you, and bathe you. And I'll take you to the doctor when you're sick. I'll protect you, and I'll give you the best life I can. And when the time comes to say goodbye, I will make sure that you feel safe and loved. I bless you because you bless me every day. Amen. May it be so and blessed be. The offering words are written by Victoria Weinstein. The purpose of the church is to encourage all who gather there to grow more generous in spirit and in action. This is the great end of all the world's faith traditions, to bring the human being closer to the divine by acts of creation and compassion. We now take an offering that allows us to exercise that all-important generosity of spirit 
an offering that will support this self-supporting church and its many ministries. The gifts of the congregation will now be most gratefully accepted. Now, please join me in the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Our benediction is um, from the Buddhist tradition. May every creature abound in well-being and peace. May every living being, weak or strong, the long and the small, the short and the medium-sized, the mean and the great, may every living creature, seen and unseen, those dwelling far off, those waiting to be born, may all attain peace. May it be so. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at www.austinuu.org.